1: Right now, that time eight nineteen. You're tuned to WGNS on this Friday morning, today, the twenty fifth of March. And in studio with us this morning, we have Tennessee lawmakers who represent the Rutherford County area. And with us today, Representatives Mike Sparks, Brian Terry, and Tim Rudd. How are all of y'all doing today?
2: You're I'm good. doing fine. Doing well. Thank you. Doing good.
1: Well, good. So, what is happening right now at the Capitol?
2: Oh, nothing. I'm not much going on. <laughs> nothing <there>? much. <laughs> well, that wraps up the show. <laughs>
1: so, what what are some of the big issues that folks are talking about the most right now? Are they the the same old same old, or are there new things out there that people? Well, I think concerned? we're all
2: this Tim right I think we're all you know, according to what committee you're on, what it, what is going on. Of course, I'm on um, elections and campaign finance, and everybody's wanting election integrity, and all the groups are wanting. In, we're, we're getting down near the final. I've got two more bills left, and my committee closes next week. But um, we have, we're getting down to where there's a lot of duplicate bills doing almost the same thing. You can't let all, all of them go through. If you've already had one that's been worked out, go through. It doesn't make sense to pass two more through that's doing the same thing and override the next one. Um, so we're having to... Uh, start vote no on certain bills and activists are upset about that, but there's other good bills that have passed or good bills that are coming through afterwards. Um, but uh, election integrity is big. It's been big all year for me and my world. And um, then, uh, of course, always government and um, uh, government regulations. And then uh, Brian uh, can tell you about health care and uh, where he's centered. And unfortunately, the uh, big thing right now, we're getting into the budget. It's too bad Charlie couldn't be here this morning. He can tell us about the budget, but the numbers uh, guy. But uh, let let Brian say what's big in your world uh, right now.
3: Yeah, um, thank you guys for being on air. Before I say anything, I want to uh, congratulate the MTSU Lady Raiders on their uh, win over Vanderbilt last night. That was a, yeah. <laughs> that was a as a good win, exciting win. Um, yeah, this time of year uh, in session is when things are actually started about maybe two or three weeks ago. Where it's it's what they call essentially crunch time, and uh, when bills uh, just either you know they're, they're not good bills or whatever, but they're they're finally put on committee, and people's bills start you know going by the wayside, so we start closing committees and whittling things down. Uh, the the big things, uh, and unfortunately, like I said, uh, Representative Baum is is not here with us today, but because he's on these committees, but uh, the governors. Um, uh, legislation on school funding is uh, finally getting some traction and then I believe next week uh, the governor is going to put out his uh, budget amendment I think on Tuesday and so you know constitutionally that's the only thing that we uh, really have to do is do a balanced budget and uh, so when we get that that's really when things kind start really coming together um, you know I'm on health uh, and on uh, insurance and our insurance committee full and sub they uh they closed and uh our health committee the the subcommittee closed this week and so uh this may be our last week for our health full committee there's still some stuff from um, uh cleanup stuff on on covid and the the omnibus bill that that's coming through uh there as well and then for me you know the the biggest issues that i've been Fighting, uh, this session, things that I've been advocating is trying to uh, do something legislatively that would help us with the, the odors and with the landfill and so that's kind of what uh, what I've been dealing with.
4: Well, you passed the bill yesterday. You could
3: I did. Yeah, go yeah. We, we, we had a uh, House Bill 1842 that uh, passed on the House floor and essentially uh, the way it potentially could help us here locally is it's always been the intent of the Uh, TDEC commissioner to wait for the expansion process to get through uh, the the entire process before they made a decision on whether to grant uh, an approval for a permit application. But the state statute never said that the TDEC um, uh, commissioner couldn't intervene at any time and just go ahead and give a permit. And so the bill essentially stopped the... the, um, commissioner from doing that until it goes all the way through and if the judge at the end from the appeals process uh agrees that the local the local decision was not arbitrary capricious then the judge cannot rule or excuse me, the commissioner cannot rule in contravention of the um of the locals and so uh, so assuming that the the that the lawsuit that's going through right now the judge rules that the local board says that, uh, you know, the denied it. And the judge agrees with the denial and says it wasn't arbitrary capricious, then the commissioner's not going to override. And so you wouldn't put the judicial branch, which is, you know, the T-Dex and executive branch, you put, would not put them in, um, in conflict with, uh, the executive branch. And so, uh, so that's one advancement that we've had.
2: I know one thing coming up, but you mentioned the budget. Um, I got word, um, there was a news story, and I got word last week that there was a possibility that the um, one of the budget amendments would be like fifty to hundred million to help uh, in state money to help build a new Titans one point six billion dollar dome stadium. I'll be damned if any tax dollars is going to go to that because
1: if we you, have to cut a, co- a covered arena, is that's what, what, what they're saying.
2: wanting to build. If we have to, if we have to spend up uh, fifty to a hundred million or one dollar of state money on that, we're gonna have to cut money from health care, from education, from other things, roads that we need in our district. And I'm not prepared to to cut another hundred million dollars or fifty million from Redford County to send to Nashville. And and to that point I I have
3: not heard that, but if there is something like that on there, I will tell you that this is something when I, I one of the bills that I had dealing with the landfill um that, I, that for, for me died in committee on Wednesday, but they asked me, uh, what's a plan B? And there are, you know, five other, I think at least five other permitted sites in, in Tennessee. It's just that they're not economically feasible right now, which means there would need to be uh, private, public partnership so the state would likely have to get involved to do something to, to open up one of those sites uh last year in our budget believe it or not there was hidden in the budget there was 20 million dollars 20 million for a water park
1: a water where would this water park in even jackson
3: be? tennessee and, yeah, and so in order for, the, for a landfill, what they're trying to propose out here, this expansion uh, or new landfill, I guess, whatever you want to call it, out, out in uh, – uh, uh, off Jefferson Pike, um, in order to do something that size, it costs maybe $146 million, but to start one up, it's between 10 and $20 million, and we've got $10 billion in surplus, about half as federal, half as state. <laughs> And if we're going to give money to uh, the Titans for a stadium, but we're not going to take care of infrastructure and and allow, you know, Rutherford County to be the, the uh, outhouse, essentially, of 34 counties, that's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. And by the yeah. way,
1: folks can call in or text us, 615-893-1450. And if you're on hold, we'll get to your call in just a second. Again, with us this morning, we have local lawmakers, representatives Mike Sparks, Brian Terry, and Tim Rudd. Uh, And and I'm just a little bit surprised because you were saying that one person, or I guess several, are calling for the idea of spending money on basically a a covered arena for the NFL Titans team. And then there's talks of spending money on a, a water park. And this is all with state dollars, and there's proposals out there for these things.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I, I give. Here's here's somewhat of a good thing, but it's also some some would say possible a little bit of political showboating. And in a time where we have inflation and time we have got gas prices going up, and this was all happening well before Russia invaded Ukraine. Now it's just been made worse by that. Um, is there's talk about giving some tax dollars back with our surplus. Well, how to do it fairly? And they says, well, let's cut the gas tax. Thing is, a third, probably a third to forty percent of our gas tax is generated through out-of-state traffic. If we cut the gas tax, we're giving that money away to out-of-state people traveling through Tennessee, so it wouldn't get back to all the Tennesseans. Well, we recently passed in and subcommittee, uh, Patsy uh, Hazelwood, chair of finance, um, you know, a tax relief to give uh, the state portion of the tag renewal back to the consumer. Uh, that's just what twenty three, twenty four dollars of the of the eighty one dollars, but the uh, to to do that that way we know it goes to Tennesseans and now they're talking about uh, the governor's uh, one of the amendments he's proposed next year is I mean uh, next week um, is to cut um, what to cut um, uh, the a thirty day grocery or sixty day grocery uh, tax well that's good it's not to restaurants it's only groceries because most out-of-state travelers and tourists won't be buying groceries they'll be at restaurants so it would go mostly to tennesseans so they're picking different ways to return that money into the pockets without giving it away to out-of-state travelers uh... so that that's what somebody said why don't they cut our gas tax or give us well it go it would be going to out-of-state people so they're trying to figure ways here and there bits and pieces of how we can give money back to tennesseans.
3: Okay. And, and, and to that to that point um, you know, when the gas tax was passed, I don't think anybody in here voted for that. Yeah. Um, no. And one of the proposals that I put in at the time was that um, one cent of tourism taxes, or that, that's generated from tourism, and one cent off of auto parts. And at the yes. time, the total of those two was like $2.5 billion. I think the amount came out to like $400 million, which was more than what they wanted from the um, – uh... from the raising the gas tax and and had we done that at that point in time the the pinch that people are feeling right now um, wouldn't be as great and it wouldn't have you know the you know you increase the 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 gas the cost of gas due, due to do the biden's policies and if you have you know the gas tax on top of that that in- increases the cost of your goods and services and it hurts the poor the most and so there was actually a discussion i think in transportation earlier this year about what are all other alternative ways that they can do that, and that's one of the concerns that they have of just cutting the gas tax right today is that that, that money's already for funding infrastructure right now. But again, you need to, to, uh, to diversify your portfolio in, in, a, in a sense, and if you can do auto parts, just take one cent off of that that's not dedicated elsewhere and for tourism. You get out of staters coming in, uh, you know, uh, or even those from out of the country. They're coming in from a tourism standpoint, and get them to help fund our our roads and and hopefully, you know, decrease the pain uh, at the pump that uh, that Tennesseans are feeling.
1: We got a phone call here who's patiently been holding, and, and Mike, I know you're ready to talk. You've got <laughs> oh, I'm good. April <laughs> I'm right good. There.
4: Wound up. I'm right. just drinking my coffee here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs>
1: grab this phone call real quick. Good morning. Thank you for holding. Have you got a question for the lawmakers this morning?
0: Um, Well, actually, I do not have a question, and um, it's not as heavy of a topic as you guys are discussing, but I have a celebration for uh, Representative Mike Sparks and GNS um, promoting um, the Jeep license plate. We did read um, 1,000 pre-sold plates last night, and... Um, We're well on our way to getting another specialty plate, and those funds will benefit the state of Tennessee. So um, I didn't know the topic was going to be this heavy and almost hung up, but I wanted to um, thank you guys for your participation in the success of getting our plate. Thank you for
4: calling. Thank you, Wendy. Wendy, how many did you sell, you say?
0: Um, A thousand.
4: A thousand, okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank you for your work. God bless you for for working so so hard.
1: What what are these Jeep? Plates. Well she's we, we had
4: Wendy, its I, I call them Godwink moments synchronicity. Um, you know about about four years ago, Mayor Kitcher and I run a piece of legislation to allow a soldier's child uh, that's in Smyrna, headquarters of Smyrna uh, to uh, run a license plate where they could specially tag so some of the proceeds benefit the nonprofit but he had never sold the tag <clears throat> so she calls me and she's ironically she's in Smyrna. And she said, "Hey, I was told to call you and look at this. Like this, she wanted to run a Jeep license plate. Well, Jeep has any name you could think of with Jeep, they already have it. They already have it copyrighted, and uh, which is very smart of them. So it's going to be called Explore Tennessee, and uh, it has a, a design that's got similar to Jeep. Looks off-road, but I'm going to tell you what. That's one of the hardest working ladies I've ever met. She's already she's pre-sold." thousand bam she's already made it happen
2: and you need what a minimum of 500 so she's no minimum thousand so she's all, already hit she's it already said it, i thought it was 500 for a special but what was class. cool
4: and this is what i called a god wink moment she, she i said look you're gonna have to start a non-profit because the proceeds got to go somewhere she said look i don't want to do all that i said well look i got this soldier's child group and i've seen the good work they do with spencer hahn his dad was freddie at, at was killed in in iraq friend of mine and um so she's agreed to partner with a soldier's child, and her and Darren Daryl Mack, Mackin um, have been making this work. Uh, so my hats off to to Wendy Lloyd, and um, they help, they hosted a Jeep event in Sharp Springs Park right there off Jefferson Pike. And I'm gonna tell you, these Jeep folks, it's like a cult. So, I mean, it's like a cult, man. These folks are into Jeeps. We had 233 Jeeps over there.
1: So this this Jeep license plate it looks pretty cool if this is what it is it's, yeah that's it it's right it's all there. black yeah so your numbers the the license plate number would be written I guess in white
4: I, I guess yeah that I mean you've got it pulled up it, it it's it's pretty neat I think um, I think the site if people want to know more about it you could find Wendy Lloyd on Facebook uh, I think it's called Jeep Jeep Life or Jeeps and Music um, but I'm telling you man these Jeep folks. And what was cool, uh, Representative Todd Warner had me come over. That was another Godwink moment. He says, Hey, you want to come over here and hang out at this uh, Soldier's Child event? This was last May. I was like, Yeah, I'll come out. Then I said, Called him about a week later. I said, Hey, do you have an extra ticket for Spencer Hahn, you know, whose dad was killed in Iraq? He said, Well, yeah, come on out. So then I called him back a couple days later. I said, You got some more tickets for the family. And Todd, this, tell me if this ain't a Godwink moment. Todd was by himself and it had the whole family in me there. At a soldier's child event. And then Jeeps of Williamson County donated 20 grand to help a soldier's child. And I told Todd, I said, Man, the good Lord used you today. What's what's the probability of Todd Warner, Representative Todd Warner at Chapel Hill, going to sit there by himself? And then he just invites me, then I invite the family. But hats off to Wendy Lloyd and and, and Daryl Mackin for with the soldiers child for making this come to fruition
1: so is this plate actually available right now not
4: yet we got to pass legislation
1: okay again with us this morning we have state representatives brian terry mike sparks and tim rudd we have to take a short break but when we come back we'll get to your call or your text message question Uh, but i know you're we do have somebody on hold right now we'll get to that in just a second our number is six one five eight nine three one four five oh we'll be right back
5: up. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Dimas's.
6: It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Buchner and we salute our veterans.
5: This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989.
0: WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War.
6: We're talking with Russell Ashton.
1: When did you serve in the military? What branch and all of that?
6: United States Army. I went in in 1967 and I got out in November of 1969. And my last service was over in Vietnam. I'm just uh, glad to be here.
1: What was it like when you first went in?
6: I was just a little country boy, just got out of high school, and your uncle called me and said get on a Greyhound bus and go to Nashville, you know. I mean, I was frightened. I guess uh, that might be good for some people, that that might get them closer to God to go to war.
1: Were you in the thick of everything?
6: I was with the 173rd Airborne Brigade. I guess you could say we were doing our share. I made 17 jumps out of the airplanes and stuff. Of course, those old T-10 chutes that we had back then, buddy, you just crashed and burned. That's all it was. I mean, you hit the ground. A lot of times I think that could be a lot of my hearing problems because you jump out of a plane that's got the props, or I jumped out of the C-141, that's the jet. Well, that's a lot of noise just to walk in to. Was that scary jumping out of those planes? Uh, 18 years old. What you call it 5 foot 10 and bulletproof.
0: WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country.
1: This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at TireWorld.us Coming soon, a brand new listening experience local host local guest talking all things Rutherford County the roundtable you'll hear it
5: soon weekdays 9 to 10 a.m. on news radio WGNS I'm Payne Hardison and I'm a resident here at Adams place I'm here for improvement of my right leg the food the company the exercise and everything is tremendous here and it's just a house full of friends it's a way for a person that needs treatment and needs care to lift that burden off of their family and to come here at Adam's Place and thoroughly enjoy every day.
0: He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at four on News Radio WGNS the action line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro FM 100.5 Smyrna and streaming at wGnsradio.com
1: News time right now 8:40 you're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning and with us in studio we have Tennessee lawmakers who represent the Rutherford County area our guests today representatives Mike Sparks Brian Terry and Tim Rudd. We have a call here who's been holding for quite some time, so let's grab this real quick. Good morning. You're on WGNS.
5: Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Doing good. I have a question. Uh, uh, I don't know how, what y'all could do, but uh, this uh, problem that we have on our gas prices being so high causing our food prices to be so high, that's causing a lot of people to suffer from Trying to buy food and to buy fuel and to even survive. Yes. And uh, we had gas for a dollar seventy something cents a gallon, and uh, we was making our own gas and had the pipeline open. And now we're we're still trying to buy fuel from other countries and and cut Russia off over there. Why don't we? Why don't the lawmakers? get a bill up between all states try to get all states to go together and bring a bill up to pass Opening the, the pipeline up and uh producing our own fuel it would be different if we wasn't burning it but we go if we're gonna burn it we might as well use ours
2: well there's and, and
5: that way the people wouldn't have to suffer
2: this tim yeah. right there's not a better example of the consequences of an election than what you're talking about yeah Under Donald Trump, regardless of how you feel about Donald Trump or anyone out there, he uh, opened up drilling on federal lands and deregulated the industry so to encourage more drilling, and we became an exporting nation. We were not importing oil except for specialty oils we needed for industry. And and one fell swoop when Joe Biden came in, who was determined to reverse everything Donald Trump did, he ended all drilling on federal lands and just cut it off. And the consequences of that, then he started regulating the gas industry more. And the consequences for that is that we have lost a lot of our domestic oil capacity. And we had to start importing oil from Russia and other places to make up. So we went from an oil-producing country with low oil prices, gas prices to it, uh, from an exporting to an importing country. And that's all because of the regulations of of Joe Biden, and now uh, with the war in Russia, with the Europeans so dependent on Russia for fuel, which Donald Trump also warned them, and they said he was a bully. But he said, "You're too dependent on Russia. It's going to come back to bite you. You're not paying enough into the military to be prepared for Russia. It's all come. It's all come home." Yeah. And. Um, there's nothing we can do here except to vote those responsible for these bad policies out of office um, this November. And, and, yes. and to that point,
3: um, and not in I haven't seen it in this state, but I do know that in, in other states in fact, I think uh, it was it was on the news and on uh, social media they're, they're actually Republican uh, supporters at gas stations uh, registering, People to vote wow. I hadn't heard because that. of the high wow. prices, but it's uh, you know the policies that are there and and, and uh, from from the Biden administration are this is a direct negative result. But I think it's a, it's it, it's intended on his his part because uh, well, it just is. But um, um, you know to to his point from a state perspective, uh, you know that it would be our. Our, our federal delegation um and our states i mean our, our u.s senators to put something like that out there uh, at the federal level um you know it'd be very difficult for us as a state to to pass something i mean we, we can do interstate compacts and stuff like that but to get enough states willing to do something like that it, that'd be near impossible um but it would have to come from the federal level, and and they simply don't have the votes up there to do that. Yeah.
4: Well, we did pass. Uh, was it um, thir- was it Thursday? The Keystone Pipeline. It was a, it was a resolution, I, I believe, being forwarded to delegation, federal delegation. You know, we were before the show, Scott. I was sharing with with uh, Doctor and um, Representative Rudd uh, just a little instance that I had at, at, at class last night. You know, I'm back in MassCom over at John Bragg. Uh, uh, college journalism in mtsu and i heard a student say something it was about fuel and i said well it's that president you voted for and one student says i didn't vote for the president another student said uh he says well i blame it on capitalism and i said capital you're gonna blame the high price of fuel on capitalism and we were just sharing this off the air that we've got to get a hold of this next generation and here's what the student said. And this is a very intelligent young man uh, and very likable. You know, all of them just super, very likable guys. And um, he said, well, Germany has fuel at $9. And share what you said to him off the, when we were talking earlier.
2: I don't know. What, what, well,
4: you said now instead of capitalism, they want.
2: Oh, social. they socialism. They want free gas. Yeah. They and want it's free like, education, free gas. They want. They don't want to have to work. They want free cars.
4: I mean, I had, a, and I've seen this with a with young lady at the Capitol that used to serve as my intern. And sweet, sweet young lady, and she was saying something about capitalism and the dog eat dog world. And um, so I know a, I know a guy that that owns he owns about five McDonald's here in Rutherford County, African American guy. So I had I purposely had him come to the Capitol and have coffee with her. They hung out for about an hour, and he shared his story of his parents, you know, instilling character values in him. And come to find out, his brother owns like six McDonald's in chattanooga where she's from and in their district so i thought that was pretty cool but i'm telling you we've got to develop character in these young people just yesterday asking a trooper i was asking him um, well i won't say which one it was he, he meant i shared it he's out of Rough county great guy and i said man how do we turn this around how do we turn this lack of respect for teachers lack of respect for law enforcement he said man you can't do it it's over with it's too late i've had a few law enforcement people tell me there's nothing you can do. I'm like, man, there's got to be something we can do with character education. He's like, man, it's the family. I'm like, but we still can. If there's, if other people are trying to indoctrinate young people, we need to at least try to teach them some values. Uh, because I'm telling you, if we stay on this path the next five to ten years, well, my it, I, about think over with.
2: I think what the fellow said was partially right. There's nothing government can do except to do less. The whole reason why we're in this trouble right now, while we have two or three generations that have been whose minds have been corrupted and polluted and our values and only why only thirty two percent of families go to church anymore, it's because government keeps stepping in in both schools and in services to take up for what the family's not doing we have we have social counselors taking the place of parents we have pre-k and preschool all this to provide politicians providing free daycare services to get votes this isn't benefiting the children. The counselors aren't benefiting the children. That had all these problems and morals and values are in a product of the home. And when the home isn't doing their job, government thinks they can step in and do the job. Instead of trying to replace the families, we need to get out of that and force the families to do these things, because values is taught at the, at the family level and the home level, and they shouldn't be taught in schools. We should just be educating children, not trying to teach values. Uh, we need to get out of the value business as much as we can, if we can, to force families to take up that up again. And you talked about capitalism and socialism. The entire middle class around the world was created with capitalism. More people, hundreds of millions of people have died because of socialism over the last hundred years. Capitalism has created more wealth and it created the middle class and it it lifted people out of poverty and it's the only socioeconomic system that's done that in the history of mankind. And if we abandon it or destroy it or weaken it, we're all going to become poor and the country that that we know as America will cease to exist.
1: Yeah. Again, this this morning on our show we have state representatives Brian Terry, Tim Rudd and Mike Sparks. we got some uh, texted questions here to get Two in just a second but mike
4: will- oh i was just going to say we had a good conversation education of uh, uh it was an african-american um, principal of 28 years came out of memphis and he shared some of the things he deals with every week and i brought up discipline i brought up you know i got my butt busted in in, in, in school i mean mr rakes uh, don davin mr davenport and they were my favorite teachers and i said th- bring back discipline in the school system i hear so many teachers talk about lack of respect uh and that's why a lot of teachers are leaving it's one of the main reasons that teachers are leaving uh people will agree with me but they don't want to say it publicly uh, everyone that ever disciplined me were my favorite teachers and and i'm i'm telling you i have a theory that that young people especially young men won't discipline because a lot of times they don't have fathers in their lives and that's where i think some of this is spiraling out of because if we don't pay for it on the front end we're paying for it with our, our prison budget increase 600 million dollars I mean, but whether we like it or not we have got to address these issues you know a lot of that's mental health and drugs as well um
1: well i, I was looking at the
4: uh, recent child
1: well-being report that was released i guess last week or so and it was Kind of startling to see that here in rutherford county almost 40 percent of newborns are born to uh, you know a a single unwed mother and And, 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 nobody
4: talks about it
1: no and and then you you have other other cities other counties across tennessee uh, that have similar numbers some have much higher numbers to the number of births uh, to a a single woman as opposed to a married couple And, and that that is surprising and then also you look at other interesting statistics here within this study like 10.9 uh, percent of teenagers these days in rutherford county have an std they were diagnosed wow. with an std 10.9 <sighs> percent and you know all those numbers they don't mean anything alone but when you put it all together it does show there is a breakdown in the family these days for yes. sure and it shows there is a lack of Parental control to the most to the biggest part, yes. um, and, and it is a big problem. And it
2: it does it, it we we see firsthand. And we were talking earlier um, um, off off air about uh, working with all the departments, state departments. Uh, you got some departments that really really love what they're doing, and the employees care about constituents. They want to take care of people, and then you got others that just want to avoid doing any work. And you got some that interfere in our legislation. You got some departments that come to us and say, We're going to kill your legislation because we don't want to do it. You've got other departments that come to us and say, You've wrote this legislation. Let us work with you how to make it better, how we can implement it best for you. So it just depends on department to department. And you're bringing up kids, probably the most, what I consider personally, my personal opinion. One of the most corrupt, most inefficient, laziest departments in all the state government is the Department of Children's Services. It needs to be stripped down, torn down from the ground up, and rebuilt. They were lying in testimony and just the other day to kill legislation. And we have that, then we have other departments that go out of their way to help us pass good legislation and take care of people. And... Um, there's a lot of problems, but there's a lot of good too in government. And uh, but we need to start addressing state departments and analyzing which ones are working, which ones aren't.
1: And the school suspension rate in Rutherford County, we're ranked at number 53 on the list for having one of the higher school suspension rates, which tells me we do have issues within our county schools. And I know the the school board in the county they're looking to find a new county schools director right now. Um, yes. So. Maybe some changes will be made in that department. I don't know. Uh, Again, with us this morning, we have local state representatives, Mike Sparks, Tim Rudd, and also Brian Terry. We have a text message to get to real quick here. And uh, on this text, it says, what are you going to do about the low-paid state employees not in law enforcement or education? The county and city employees are getting anywhere from an 8 to 20% Raise, and I—I I don't know that they're getting an eight to twenty percent raise in the county and the city. I've not heard that. I think it's
2: proposed in the county fifteen. Um, as far as the state, um, we've been uh, since the Republicans took over in what two thousand ten, we've continuously given more benefits and more pay raises to state employees while uh, others haven't been getting it. Uh, The republicans have given state employees more benefits and more uh, raises in the last ten years or twelve years of our control than the democrats did in the previous hundred. So uh, we're looking at that and um, I don't know uh, what's in the budget this year as far as pay raises and of course our pension fund is totally uh, paid for and our health care fund is almost paid for. That was um,
3: I'd have to go back and look at specifically who it, uh, but there are certain state employees. I know that uh, the chairman of our finance committee, uh, uh, Chairman Patsy Hazelwood, uh, has a bill uh, that's, uh, last year she passed a bill to increase payment for uh, for some to get us at least somewhat competitive. Yeah. And then this year she's following up with a bill to have them look at and study it to determine what would be, Competitive, and that's that's the the issue. Is oftentimes they're locked in at a certain rate, and then obviously when the market changes and you can't compete, then all of a sudden you don't have people going into um, a particular state job, and then then uh, of course that impacts services to folks. And so it is an issue, and I, I
4: appreciate the, uh, the 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 listener for texting that well, in. Well, just case in point, the um, uh, um, the frontline. Uh, frontline care workers, which help, like Journeys and Community Living, some of those uh, uh, nonprofits do great work in our county. Um, we are looking at taking that from 12 an hour to 1375. Someone would type, try to take it to 15. It's difficult. It's like correctional officers, uh, which is something many of us have been advocating for. They're, we're finally getting that up. But the sad thing is the, the irony is like um, Chief Deputy Lowry had, had shared with this with me months ago. He says, well, we'll start losing correctional officers. Locally, because they'll start going to the state, and then then you got to fill that void, and it's hard already hard to get correctional officers. It's already hard to get everybody—nurses, teachers, truck drivers. I I went by the convenience center to to recycle, and and um, the the they're full. You know, they were full. This was last week, and and a lot of it is um, uh, but hard. Hard to drivers and here and this thing, but here's what so what is kind of neat though in a way, it's all these old guys are still working. Bless their hearts. And if y'all go out there today to recycle a convenience center, carry them some coffee or carry them something to eat, and those guys have work ethic. They're, what, 70 years old, and they're out there working where you can't get a lot of these young people to, to work. Yeah, I, I did want to do one follow-up on, on, on that, not necessarily to the to that thing,
3: to, to Representative Sparks' point, but um, if you look at our jobs reports that, that comes out, uh, you know, state of Tennessee, private um uh, wages, uh, we're over, I think we're either hovering around or been over $25 an hour uh, for private industries. The, the sector that has the least amount or the lowest amount is uh, hospitality and, and tourism, and that's, that's uh, hovering around $15 an hour. And so when you have, you know, state jobs that are below that, it's difficult for us to, you know, to compete or for the state to compete, and so that's where you lose uh, good people in these uh, these different uh, state uh, uh, jobs that that are providing services to our constituents.
1: We we only have about a, a minute left because we have a one more commercial break to get to as we close this show. Uh, but within this last minute, is there anything you can think of that is important that some of you haven't mentioned that's coming up?
2: Good. I don't know. It's always a surprise every day I get up and get in the car to go to the Capitol. Oh, there's something new okay. in the news I didn't even know about.
4: It. Well, I want to thank Brian and and, and Tim. I had a uh, request with Tasker, or Tennessee Advisory Council on Government Relations uh, a study on what we call reference-based pricing. We never may not pass it, but I think, I think this bill is going to uncover a lot of abuse and overcharges from Blue Cross Blue Shield. So I want to thank them for getting the bill out of committee. I mean, it could get killed by lobbyists in finance, um, so I'm really proud of that. You know, I do want to say I think we passed a bill is uh,
3: this week. Maybe been, uh, yeah, it was this week. Maybe yesterday. I think uh, uh, Chairman Howell dealing with uh, potholes, uh, and and then yeah. uh, a lot of constituents have talked about the trash here. Yes and uh on the, along the bill highways bill and yeah we're trying to Tennessee
4: trash bill yeah bills.
3: we're trying to to work on that as well yes. well
1: that is going to do it it is 859 you're tuned to W G N S Murphy's local news comes your way in just a minute
0: and uh, we appreciate you listening this morning and every morning
2: my name is Richard Salazar